What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Life Uncaged podcast. I am your host, Emma Zia, and I'm super excited about today's topic because we're going to be diving right into overcoming resistance, the hidden force that holds you back. So I'm super excited to dive into today, but before we do, I just want to remind you, if you haven't seen or signed up already, that I'm running the second two-day live feminine immersion in her wild. And so the next one is going to be in the Gold Coast on the 6th and the 7th of August. And it's going to be two days of really allowing you to reclaim your untamed feminine spirit and awaken your personal power. So the last one that I've run, I've had ladies meeting the love of their lives. I've had ladies having an influx of men wanting to date them. I've had ladies rebirthing their business, changing direction, fully expressing who they are. It's just a hugely transformational experience. So if you feel a calling to be a part of this feminine immersion where you'll be held in a beautiful sisterhood, which is supportive and championing your success, if you want to go deeper into embodiment practices and mindset practices to really awaken more of who you truly are so that you can actualize your potential, we're going to be doing womb reclamation, pussy reclamation. There's just going to be so many things that we're going to be doing. And I'm super excited for round two. So if you are interested and you're in the Gold Coast or you want to fly to the Gold Coast to experience this, then I'm going to drop the link down below in the show notes so you can access that there. And I'm super excited to see you in there. Secondly, if you are listening to this episode, then that means that you are part of the Uncaged membership. So I want to welcome you more deeply into my world. For those of you that might be listening to the teaser episode, the Uncaged membership is 10, uh, 10 hours, $10 a month. You get one exclusive masterclass with me through the podcast each month. And it's just a really beautiful way for you to plug into my world at a deeper level for there to be this energy exchange of a small financial investment for the tools and the practices and the wisdom that I want to share with you guys. And it's really going to be a beautiful way to, to get that hit of expansion, to get that monthly hit of, okay, this is a topic that's really going to help me grow and expand and heal. So each month is going to be a different topic. Um, I'm so open to questions and feedback. If there is a topic that you desire me to speak more into, then you can DM me on Instagram, which is at Emma You can email me hello at emmazia.com. So just let me know. Oh, I love what you said about this. I'd love you to answer this question or I'd love you to speak into personal power or freedom or liberation or healing or relationships or wealth, abundance, whatever it is. And I'll really take that feedback on board for future masterclasses. So all of that being said, let's get straight into it. So I want to start off by really addressing what is resistance, because often there's a lot of terms that are thrown around in the personal development space. And it's like, okay, let's just strip all of the bullshit back. Let's just strip all of the emotional side of things. And just let's just look at resistance for what it is. So resistance is essentially a force that opposes the forward movement of that which you desire. So resistance can be experienced internally as limiting beliefs, as doubts, as fears. And it can also be experienced externally as a change of circumstance, things getting in your way, conflict in relationship, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to remember that when we experience what we perceive as external conflict, it's actually just a reflection of internal conflict that's happening. And it's just being reflected back to us through our external reality. So this will be a really good episode for anyone who feels that they are in constant resistance with something. So this could be any area of your life. It could be your health, your wealth, 
your relationships. Maybe you find that you keep coming up against this resistance. Maybe you feel that you're struggling in, in your career, in your business. Maybe you're feeling stagnation or stuckness. There's confusion. Um, everything just feels very hard all of the time. So this will be a really good episode if you fit into any of what I just said. So I want to start off by sharing two truths of universal law from my perspective. And when you truly lean in and listen to this with your full body, so I want to invite you to put two feet in in a space now, whether you're listening to this when you're going for a walk, you're at the gym, you're just laying there, maybe you're watching this on YouTube. I want you just to put two feet in and really lean in to these two truths that I want to share with you. The first one is that the universe is always working in favor of our expansion. The universe is always working in favor of our expansion. There is an infinite potential running to you and through you every moment of every day. There is a stream of consciousness which allows you to tap into the potentiality of wealth, abundance, love, health, vitality, energy. There is this stream running to you and through you every single moment of your living existence because the universe is always in favor of your expansion. The universe does not want to make it hard for you to manifest your dreams, to actualize your desires. It is not going against what you wish to create. And if you believe that to be, then that says to me that you're in the victim response. You're defaulting into the victim of what the fuck? I'm in this situation again. Why is this happening to me? How am I going to get myself out of this? Why does this keep happening? Why am I experiencing so many challenges? How is it so easy for everyone else? And it's so hard for me. That to me indicates that you are in the victim response, which means that you are in a state of powerlessness, powerlessness, which to me is one of the lowest vibrations that can exist in this, in this reality. Because if you are living life through that state of powerlessness, you're not going to be tapping into the co-creative power that you have as a human to work with the divine intelligence, the intangible version of ourself to actualize what you desire to create in this lifetime. The universe is always working in favor of your expansion. All of the conditions that you are experiencing right now are perfect to be a launch pad to give rise to a desire for something different. We have to experience what we don't want in order to understand what we do want. And I'll go into this a little bit more in a minute. But one thing that I really want you to embody is that the universe is working in favor of your expansion. The universe is not biased. It's not biased based off of where you were born, what your ethnicity is, the financial situation of your parents or the love that you receive from your parents. It's the universe is not biased to, oh, because this person was born in this place or because they were born into a family that were like this, that means that that's their future, right? I truly believe that we as humans are born into complete divine orchestration through the vibration of our names, through the vibration of our birthday, our birth time, our birth place, the family system that we incarnated into. I truly believe that all of that is divinely orchestrated. If you look at your astrology chart, if you look at your human design profile, you can see that everything has been divinely orchestrated to create the soul blueprint, the template that we are here to express our soul through in this lifetime experience. And that I think is really fucking powerful. So I want you to remember right now that you as a human have the power to create and actualize any of the desires that you experience. 
any of the desires that you experience. And I really want you to put yourself in that frequency of what if, even if things might feel really hard for you right now, even if things might feel really challenging for you right now, how can you choose a higher serving perspective by saying, what if it's possible for me to align with this amount of money? What if it's possible that my soulmate union is walking around also looking for me too? What if it is possible that right now when I'm experiencing resistance in my business, it is still possible that I can overcome this and truly step into my soul purpose and my soul blueprint in this lifetime and be wildly successful, impactful, and wealthy? So I want you to put yourself in the vibration. If you feel that you that the universe is against you, that things keep happening, that are pulling you back from the forward motion towards your desires, I need you to know that that is simply self-imposed resistance. And again, you might be experiencing that internally or externally and both simultaneously. You have the power to change that. And that is my deep desire for today's episode is that I can open a door for you to give you a new level of self-awareness and personal power for you to move forward towards your desires with less resistance. So you can really tap into the power that you have as a magnetic being where life can happen easily and effortlessly for you because you choose it to be that way. The second truth that I want to share with you is that the universe always says yes. The universe always says yes. If you say, I don't have enough money, the universe says yes. If you say, I'm unlovable, the universe says yes. If you say, I feel so alone, the universe says yes. If you say, I don't think I'm good enough to run this business, to be in this career, to express myself in that way, the universe says yes. If you say, I have more than enough money for everything that I want and need, the universe says yes. If you say I am unbelievably lovable and I appreciate and respect myself and honor myself deeply, and that is what I experience in my external relationships, the universe says yes. If you say <clears throat> I feel that I'm more than capable to launch this business or to get a promotion in my career, and all I have to do is sustain the energy that it already is because it has been given to me in my vortex, and I just take aligned action from that place, the universe says yes. And again, that's something I really want you to just drop through your body. Take a moment as you listen to this. You can close your eyes if you feel called to and see how that feels in your body when you understand that the universe always says yes. The thoughts you put out there, the choices that you make, the action that you take, it is all a vibration. And the universe will always match that vibration because the universe always says yes. So you need to know, listening to this podcast right now, that it is your birthright as a human to have access to infinite potentiality and that it is your birthright as human to actualize any desire that is meant for you whether that is financial abundance, whether that is global impact through your business, through your work, through your service, whether that is a beautiful family and relationship that is loving and safe and adventurous and passionate and all of those delicious things, I need you to know that that is your birthright. And so all we need to do with that knowing that it is meant for us, whatever we desire is meant for us because otherwise we wouldn't be experiencing that desire, I need you to know that what you need to do is look at the resistance that is holding you in opposition to that consistent flow of potentiality that is your birthright, that you need to look at the resistance that is in op opposition to the manifestation of that which you desire. 
And when you look at that resistance from a place of neutrality, from a place of objectivity, without allowing your, your emotions to accumulate, then you will enter the path of least resistance. And that's what we're going to go into today. <sighs> okay, get excited. Let me just have a sip of my coffee. Okay. So why is it important to understand what resistance is and how to work through it? I feel like I've touched on that probably pretty well so far, but let's dive a little bit deeper. This is the truth from my perspective, is that internal resistance is the only thing that is stopping you from living the life that you wish to lead. Resistance is the only thing that is stopping you from living the life that you wish to lead. When you can become a master at moving through resistance, you'll access a power that can collapse timelines and you can manifest what you desire at hyper fucking speed because the least resistance there is the quicker it can come to you because there's less roadblocks in the path if you imagine like a running track right there's a running track and if you feel that there's a lot of resistance in one area of your life say money for example there will be multiple hurdles in this running track. So it will feel a lot harder for you to get from A to B, to get from the start line to the finish line, because there's all of these hurdles that are delaying the process of that becoming your reality. So let's look at resistance from a vibrational perspective. Everything in this reality, I believe, is vibration. I believe that we are living in a reality where the fabric of everything is source consciousness. Everything is energy, it's energetic makeup. Now, what happens is there are different frequencies. So if something is vibrating at a faster frequency, then it will typically be a higher frequency. So this is the, the things in our existence that we can't necessarily see and touch with our hands. This is the thoughts, ideas, feelings. We know that they exist because we can sense them. They're very real in our experience. However, they're not tangible reality. And the reason is, is that the slower the vibration, the the um, the more tangible that vibration is. So the slower vibration is our physical reality. This is the third dimensional time space reality that we've incarnated into the chair that I'm sitting on the table that's in front of me. This is vibrating at a slow energy. So my human eye can interpret that frequency as being physical form. So it's the observer effect. I can see it. Whereas the higher, the faster frequencies, which are the higher frequencies, are unable to be interpreted by the human eye. So we can't necessarily see our thoughts and our ideas other than in our imagination. We can't see them tangibly, but we know that all of these frequencies are part of our existence. Now, if you have something that you desire to experience and that desire starts in intangible form, as pure energetic vibration, before it becomes particle, before it becomes physical form, if you experience that desire, and so that desire is oscillating at a very high frequency. And then you have a resistant thought to that desire. Then that resistant thought is going to be a lower vibration because it's in resistance to that high frequency. So it slows the frequency of that desire, which means it takes longer for that to become your experience. Everything will feel more sluggish. Everything will feel harder because you're actually, even though you have that desire, which is a high frequency, you're also experiencing an, op an oppositional force to that desire. It could be the, how is this going to happen? Oh, I want all this money, but I don't have this money. So that's an example of a resistant thought. Then it means that it's going to slow the vibration of that high frequency thought 
And so there is going to be this slowing down of you aligning with that reality. So if we desire to manifest something, then we have to really look at the resistant thoughts to that thing becoming our reality. This is what I find is that a lot of people will consciously desire something and they might put heaps of attention and energy into that. But if your unconscious mind has a resistant thought towards that thing, it will be impossible for that to become your manifestation. Because really the challenge in this reality is to have this union between our conscious mind and our unconscious mind. The way that I see it is that our conscious mind is a gift in this human experience that allows us to desire something. It's almost like our conscious mind allows us to navigate this reality because um, it's more like the surface level, right? So it's almost like our conscious mind is the waves, the top of the ocean, it's the waves. It allows us to perceive things and see things. It allows us to give rise to a desire for something different. Now, the unconscious mind is deeply beneath the waves. This is the ocean. This is the depths of the ocean. And obviously you can see that the ocean is so expansive and the waves are just a tiny little ripple on the top. So you can see how much power and expansiveness and how much of a hold our unconscious mind really has over us because it's this whole expansive sea. It just goes down and down and down and down and down. So I believe that our challenge really, if you look at it objectively, take all emotion out of something, is that when you recognize a conscious desire for something is to check in with your unconscious and say, how do I feel about this desire becoming my reality? And simply witness the limiting thoughts, fears, doubts, and beliefs that are in opposition to that desire becoming your reality. For example, say if you want a 50K month, right? And you desire it and you think, oh, it feels so delicious. Like I'm so ready for it. Check in with your unconscious and be like, okay, how does it feel to be holding 50K months? Does my nervous system feel safe to hold a 50K month? Do I trust myself to hold a 50K month? Do I feel worthy of holding a 50K month? And notice, and then you might have these like many different thoughts come up around these, these big kind of domino thoughts is what I call them. And so when you can recognize that and acknowledge that, you're actually putting yourself in personal power. You're putting yourself in a position of self-awareness, which is an incredible place to be because with that level of self-awareness, it means that you can make changes. Um, and obviously that will change the navigation of where you're going towards that desire. So <coughs> one really common form of resistance I see a lot with a lot of new clients that come to me, which obviously I bulldoze this belief very, very quickly, is a lot of clients will say to me, I want this but I don't have it yet. I want this amount of money, but I don't have it yet. How do I get there? I want this relationship, but I don't have it yet. Where is he? Where is she? Like, what's going on? And my response to that is, can you hold the energy without the evidence? Can you hold the energy of the desire you have for more money or the desire you have for a beautiful, loving relationship without the evidence of it? Because if you are so deeply anchored into needing evidence to believe something, then you are always going to be living within the confines of your comfortability. Because remember what I just said a minute ago, that everything exists as vibration in non-tangible form before it is made manifest into tangible form. So if you desire a beautiful, loving relationship and you can see in your circumstances that that's not your current reality, which is why it has given rise to a desire for you to call in that relationship, you have to be open 
and, and completely willing to receive that and to know that that has already been planted in your vortex, in your vibrational vortex. And so all you need to do is sustain the energy of that desire so you become a vibrational match to it. So this is one thing that I see people get really stuck with. And I actually wrote down the other day that the most logical, practical, evidence-based people in this reality are the ones likely to experience more resistance to actualizing their desires because they feel that they require something to make logical sense in order for it to happen or that they will require evidence to believe that desire to be true. And the real challenge comes down to us as creation-based beings. We literally live in a universe where our purpose is fucking creation. That's literally our purpose. Like, can we just tune into that for a moment? Like, our collective purpose, if you look at the laws that govern this universe, the law of vibration, the law of attraction, we live in a creation-based universe. Of course, we are going to be put in conditions and circumstances that are unpleasant so that we understand what we don't want, so it can give rise to desire for what we do want, so that we can access our co-creative power that we have as humans with the ability to take action and with the ability to have free will, plus the co-creative power with the divine intelligence that is feeding us the inspirations and the desires and that is aligning, aligning us, sorry, with the people, places and circumstances that serve that desire so that we can step into our full creation in this human experience. That's literally what we're here to do. Our collective purpose is fucking creation. So why do we get so stuck in what we are not creating in our life when we could transfer that energy to what we desire to create and sustain that energy so we become a vibrational match to it? If our purpose in this reality is the purpose of creation, we need to step into the energy of, fuck, I can create whatever I desire. Because that is what I chose when I incarnated into this human body with this human mind into this third dimensional physical reality. And I'm getting really fucking passionate about this because I like to make things, if you've been following me for a while, I like to just strip back all the bullshit, make things so fucking simple, so fucking streamlined. So that anything that is in alignment with the simplicity of what we desire to experience, we can look at and overcome very quickly. It's when we complicate things that things feel very hard. <sighs> How fucking exciting is that, though, that we are literally here to create and so many of us are not tapping into that creative power because our energy and attention is so fixed and anchored into the absence of what we desire rather than moving towards what we do desire because we don't trust that if we can't see it, it can't be our experience. Now, I am someone that I have a very, very logical mind, as you will know if you work with me. I have a very logical mind. And I am someone that likes evidence for something. So I grew up in a very spiritual family. And when I was a teenager, I started to get obsessed with understanding the science behind spirituality, the science behind energy and the laws of the universe. And so I then went on to be certified as an energy psychologist. And I just became obsessed with epigenetics and um, you know, how energy works and how the atoms vibrate and the cells in our body and everything. And it was more through the lens of, of science. I actually used to love science in school as well because I love that evidence. Now, this serves me very, very well in a lot of areas of my life. One area that it has blocked me in is the area of manifestation because I'm someone where I'm like two plus two equals four and that's it. Like everything has to fucking make sense. Everything has to... Um, 
I have to understand everything. So it has to be very two plus two equals four, four plus four equals eight. Like if there's like a technology issue and it just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, this should be working because it's literally A plus B equals that. Like, why is this not working? Right. So it serves me very well. I get stuff done very easily. I simplify everything. I'm super efficient in all areas of my life. But where it blocks me is my need to understand something for it to be my experience. Something I am really stepping into embodying the energy of is nonsensical creation. I want to live a life that doesn't even fucking make sense. I want to live a life of financial abundance and love and travel and adventure and passion and creation and all of those delicious things that really turn me on that don't even make sense. And I can look back at that reality from where I came from and be like, how did that happen? So in order for me to fully embody this energy, I must let go of the need for everything to be logical and for everything to make sense and for me to have evidence to believe something. So that's one thing that has really held me back in manifestation because I had such an anchor of even, for example, the beliefs I have about myself, right? Because I'm someone that loves evidence and logical things. The beliefs I have about myself that obviously came from my childhood, usually between the the years of zero to seven years old, when we're highly impressionable beings. I was like, oh, this is what I believe about myself. This is the evidence I'm anchored in. I'm anchored in because this makes sense because I have the evidence for it. And I've recently gone through a really big phase of resistance, which is partly why I was inspired to jump on today and speak about it. And I realized that this stage of this phase, sorry, of resistance that I've just been through is because of my need for evidence and logical reasoning for something. And that something was a belief I had about myself. So I had to open myself up to being completely wrong about this thing and to actually not needing evidence for that belief anymore and to completely free myself and liberate myself from the need to have evidence for that belief. So that's just an example of of one really, really strong block to resistance. Okay. All right. So I'm just looking at some notes because I want to make sure I cover everything today. Yeah. So I put here, if you are someone that believes you need evidence to believe something, then you'll be in a state of stronger resistance because you're not opening to the flow of source consciousness that is available to you all times and in all ways. So another way that resistance can show up in our lives is by leaky energy. This is something that I'm really really fully leaning into at the moment is when I say leaky energy, it's it's basically an attachment or energy cord to people, places, past ideas, things like that, that are actually leaking our energy from being on our full focus of deliberate creation. So what I mean by this is say you might have an energy cord or attachment to an ex, a past lover. Maybe there is, maybe that energy attachment or cord is blocking you from moving forward Because there is some sort of thing that you are doing or some sort of um, paradigm that you are staying in so you can still stay connected to that person. So, for example, I see this very, very common with our parents. Despite the dynamic of your relationship with your mom, with your dad or whoever your primary caregivers were, I genuinely believe that there is a desire for every child to have a connection with their parents or their primary caregivers, whoever they may be. So even as adults, if we are mending a relationship that was non-existent in childhood, or maybe we are, we have some sort of relationship with our parents, but it's not a very connected and deeply loving one. 
I genuinely believe that there will likely be a part of you that still desires that connection unless you have brought resolution to not needing that need of love and connection from your parents or your primary givers anymore as an adult. So before we reach that place of resolution, we will stay in the paradigm of what our parents believe and what their experience is so that we can stay relatable to them because we believe that staying relatable to them means that they can feel more connected to us. Rewind that if you feel you need to really let that drop in. This was a huge fucking game changer for me is I realized that there were certain parts of my life that I was holding back on because I still wanted this beautiful connection with my mom and with my dad. And so even though what they believe is capable for them is limited for what I desire to create in this world, I was keeping myself small so that I could still feel connected to them. So I could still be relatable to them because what if I outgrew them and we didn't have a strong connection anymore? What if I outgrew them financially or with my relationship or family or health or whatever, and they suddenly look at me differently and therefore that connection is is gone. Now, I'm not saying that this is the truth. I'm not saying that this is how this will eventuate or actualize, but I'm saying that it's a possibility that my unconscious was exploring, which is why I was keeping myself so small. So a really, really powerful way to identify resistance that you have is to, to ask yourself the question, where am I leaking my energy to people, places, ideas, or opportunities that don't serve my highest good? This could be ex-lovers. This could be past business ideas that you're still holding on to. And really your soul is like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Let go of it. Um, this could be certain places. Maybe you lived somewhere and it's in the back of your mind about moving back and moving back and moving back. And maybe that energy is leaking you from being so present with where you're living right now that you're not able to absorb all of the goodness and deliciousness and abundance that is available to you in this moment from where you are currently standing or from where you are currently um, located. So that's just an example. So to use a couple of examples, essentially resistance is energetic dissonance. It is an opposition, uh, oppositional force that there is one energy going in one direction and one energy going in another direction. So you can imagine this like there's a boat on a river, a free flowing river, and the boat is flowing downstream and you have two oarsmen paddling downstream and you have another two oarsmen facing the opposite way, paddling upstream. This is what resistance is. It is the same thing. It's the same boat, the same idea, the same desire but two oppositional forces in relation to that desire. One is going downstream, which is ease, effortlessness, magnetism. One is going upstream, struggle, hardship, challenge, obstacle. And so this really creates a feeling of stagnancy, of confusion, of stuckness, of lack of clarity, of um, fear of moving forward, all of these things. So if you feel that you're experiencing any of those energetic states right now, I really want you to have the courage to look at, okay, well, even though I desire this, what is, what is the other actual thing that's going on here? What is the, what are the other two oarsmen doing? Where is that coming from? Right? So you can also see this. Um, I love to use analogies because I find it really easy to understand the energy or the message behind what I'm saying. You can also see this with a sailing boat that is anchored in, right? So say you've got a boat and there's an anchor anchoring you in and you can 
try and sail off and you can change the sails and you can upgrade the paintwork and you can, you know, do all of these different things. You can wait for the perfect calm day so you can sail without resistance of the waves. You can do all of those things, but if the anchor is still anchored in, you're not going to move. You're just not going to move. So you're actually exerting so much energy through effort and exertion and force and it's just going to exhaust you. Your nervous system is just going to be feel, like feeling so exhausted. You are going to want to spend more time in bed. You might even be physically ill because the resistance has manifested as a physical symptom. And so what you really want to do is just figure out how to dig down and pull up the anchor. And that's what you want to do when you look at your resistance. So for resistance to occur, there must be a force pushing up against it. That's what causes resistance. Imagine weight training, right? When you're on the leg press, it's called resistance training for a reason because it's resistance that, that builds bigger muscles because there are two forces going against each other. So say from the leg press, you've got your legs pushing up against the weight and then you've got the weight pushing down on you. That is resistance. Can you see how exhausting this is? If you're living in a constant state of resistance and you haven't actually created the space and time and courage to look at what the resistance is, to look at what that anchor is, can you see how exhausted you would be? This constant force like pushing back on you. Oh, let's just take a moment to release all of that because that is not good. That is not the flow of our creation. That's not what we're here to do as humans. It's not our birthright. Now, something I want to share is that resistance isn't always a bad thing. It is not always a bad thing. Resistance can also be a good thing. And it really depends. I always say everything is contextual. You could ask me a question about, do I like burgers, right? And I could be like, yeah, but it's contextual. I like a burger if I haven't had something else heavy that day. I like a burger if it's chicken, but not beef, you know? There's all of these contexts around that one thing. So it's impossible to answer a question directly because it depends in the context that it's placed in. So it's the same as resistance. Resistance isn't a bad thing, but it can often be perceived as bad based off of the context. So as an example, say if you want to go swimming in the ocean and then there's suddenly an announcement by the lifeguard that there are sharks in the water. So it's shark infested waters. That could be seen as resistance to what you desire to do. You desire to swim in the ocean and now there are sharks in there. So that could be perceived as bad resistance, but actually that resistance could be saving your life. That resistance is actually putting you into alignment with your highest good, which is to not go in the water because there is a potentiality and danger of being bitten by a shark. The good resistance can also show up in a way that you're dating someone who maybe they're showing red flags um, and you're kind of dating. You're not 100% sure about it, but you're like, I really want to give it a go. I want to see if there's something there. And then maybe they need to move overseas. Maybe their visa has you know, ended or something like that and they need to move overseas. And you could be like, oh, this is resistance. I want to see where this connection could go. And now you've got to move countries or you've got to move states or whatever it is. Maybe, maybe that resistance is actually a good thing because the universe is like, this guy is not for you. This guy is not going to give you what you want. This guy is not going to give you your desire. We know what you desire. You desire a relationship of commitment and loyalty and trust and safety. And this guy is not that guy. So we're going to put some resistance in there. And we're going to send him overseas so he can carry on with his journey of learning and growth. And you can actually carry on with your journey of learning and growth. And you can become available to the alignment of someone that does meet all of those needs that you desire. So that's an example of good resistance. 
So what's really important is that we deal with resistance from a place of neutrality. And I said this before, that we're able to acknowledge the resistance we're experiencing. We're able to tap into if this could be bad, uh, bad resistance or good resistance. And we're actually able to go to zoom out and see it from an objective perspective so that our emotions aren't getting in the way and clouding our judgment. <coughs> Sorry, I just took a sip of water. Okay. <coughs> oh, went down the wrong way. There was resistance. <laughs> so the next thing I want to speak about is resistance and your purpose. One thing that we really have to remember, and I touched on this a little bit before, but I want to go a bit deeper into it is that we have chosen as a human, it means that on a soul level, you have chosen to incarnate into a reality of duality. You've chosen to incarnate into a reality of duality. In this human experience, we will experience contrast. We will experience what we don't want so we know what we do want. We will experience the dark so we can find the light and we will experience the light so we understand the dark. If we didn't understand or if we didn't experience duality, we wouldn't be able to experience pain and pleasure. And it's through pain and pleasure that something new is birthed. If you think about childbirth, it is an extremely painful process. Obviously, I haven't had a child myself, but, you know, it's very much a, a collective understanding that childbirth is a painful process with the contractions and, you know, there might be tearing and screaming and, and the way that it puts a lot of stress on your body, but also it's so pleasurable by what you receive after it. This is human life. There is nothing greater than that experience. So when we understand that we are actually here to experience duality, that our life isn't supposed to be smooth sailing, we're not supposed to be in a positive focused vibration 24 seven, it actually does not serve us to do that. And that the universe is allowing us to experience contrast so that we can actually fully access our creative power so we can step into our, our purpose of creation okay so yeah so i've got here that understanding resistance allows you to open up to actualizing your potential understanding resistance allows you to open up to actualizing your potential because the quicker you can witness the resistance you're experiencing and the quicker you can cultivate the courage to dive deep and pull that anchor up and to realize what the resistance is and to release yourself from that resistance the quicker you can align with your power of creation and manifestation which is the purpose that we're here to do so the quicker you do that the more you can actualize your potential and it might help for you to practice this with something that has a little bit of resistance and then you can move on to something that you feel has a, a lot of resistance. So you can actually get used to experiencing this in, in the different capacities and levels that it will show up for you. So that moves me beautifully onto the next section, which is I want to talk about manifestation and resistance. One thing that is extremely powerful that I've experienced in my journey and I want to share with you is that you want to remain independent from your current circumstances so that you can tap into the energy of what you desire to make manifest. So this is the different, this is the difference, sorry, between circumstantial power and personal power. If you are anchored into your circumstances as your resource for power, say, for example, I need this amount of money so I can do this. I need this money so I can decide this or so I can live this way. I need this relationship so I can feel this way. I need this relationship so I can do this, right? It's very much based on circumstances, if you switch the focus to personal power and you're like, okay, 
it's not that I, I don't want to be under the influence of needing money to make this decision or needing money to live my life fully. I don't want to need money to actualize my potential. Instead, I'm going to focus on personal power. I'm going to be so grateful for the money that I do have and the way that it flows in with me. I'm going to rebirth my relationship with money and how I love money to romance me and and be in relationship with me, how I love money to show up, whether that's through gifts, whether that's through conversation about money, whether that's through um, it spontaneously, pleasantly surprising me, whether that is through, you know, physical touch. I actually love the feeling of cash. I love the feeling of the clothes on my skin that I buy with my money. I love sitting on beautiful things or use it or drinking out of a beautiful teacup. It's that touch kind of sensation. However, I desire money to show up for me in safety and in overflow. So, when you can tap into that energy, you are holding the energy without the evidence. You are holding the energy of that which you desire without the evidence of it. So when you can remove yourself and become independent from your current circumstances and know that there is a reality that exists which is different and an alternate reality to your current circumstances and all you need to do is tap into the frequency of that reality and sustain that reality to then become a vibrational match to it, that is you being in your personal power. You can look at the greats in this reality. You can look at the greats in the personal development space. You can look at, you know, people like Oprah, Martin Luther King, um, Gandhi. None of their life conditions, none of their circumstances said to them, it's possible to do this. It's possible to be this. It's possible to have this. And you can look at those stories. You can research it and you can see for yourself to give evidence and inspiration for your own journey. They had no guarantee that what they desired to create in the world and the impact that they desired to have and what they desired to stand for was going to eventuate and actualize. But what did they have? They had the belief. <coughs> they had the vibration so strongly through every fiber of their being that that belief then accumulated these people around them to support their mission. Sorry, take another sip of water. I think there's a lot of energy flowing through my throat center right now as I give this transmission. So even if you look at Jesus, whether you believe he was, you know, a mythical character for, for story learning or whether you believe that he was a person and he existed in this reality, Jesus accumulated these disciples to support him. They, they didn't know what he was saying was the truth because it wasn't necessarily a physical reality but they believed in his belief. They believed his energy. And so that's one thing that I just really want you to keep in mind is holding the energy without the evidence. And the way you do that is through shifting your energy from circumstantial power to personal power. Now, one thing that my mentor taught me, which I think is such a powerful perspective, is the human versus the legend. The human versus the legend. There is, if you have a desire to create an impact in this life, if you have a desire to go fucking big financially, with your energy, your vitality, your fitness, with your health, with your love, your relationships, your impact, with everything, that means that there is a part of you that is the legend, that desires to create a legacy in this lifetime. You also have the part of you that is the human. Now, the human is what experiences the fears, the doubts, the limitation. The legend is that almost energetic archetype of everything that you desire to make manifest and the legend is the one that has that energy of making it fucking happen. Now, what I think is really powerful about this, this kind of analogy, is, is doing the walk with being the human and the legend simultaneously. 
There are going to be times when you feel so inspired to create change in the world, when you feel so inspired to stand for something that you believe in and you're holding the energy without the evidence. And that is you being in your legend frequency. That is you putting yourself in the vibration, the frequency and the archetype of the person that manifests all that you desire. And then you also have the human that's going to come in every now and then and be like, oh, are you sure you can do this? Are you sure you're good enough for this? Are you sure this is possible for you? How is this going to happen? And you have all these voices in your head. Now that is your human. Your human is always going to be there. And we have to appreciate the human. We don't want to resist the human. What you resist persists. We want to work with the human part of ourselves that does have all of these fears and doubts because of our survival mechanism as primal beings. But we can also exist in the legend frequency and we can let the legend frequency be our leading energy and let the human part of us be the part that we go into to to pull up the anchor. Every time there is self-doubt or fear, we go in and we pull up the anchor. Every time we feel that it's not possible, we go in and we pull up the anchor. Any part of us that doesn't believe it's possible. And then we go back to being in our legend frequency. The frequency that has no doubt of it. The frequency that knows that you've been put here for a purpose in this brain and in this body. The part of you that knows that you have experienced everything you've experienced in your lifetime, that you were born into the family that you were, the location that you were, the soul blueprint and template that you were, the memories you've experienced as the divine orchestration for what you've come here to create in this lifetime. And that everything you create in this lifetime has a ripple effect on humanity at large and the collective. How powerful is that? Take a second to drop that in. So I want to offer this question for you for your self-reflection. Which version of you are you channeling your time and energy into? Are you channeling your time and energy into the human you, the fears, the doubts, the limitations? Or are you channeling your time and energy into the legend you, the inspiration, the motivation, the exhilaration? It takes the same amount of time and energy to think about what could go wrong than it does to dream about what could go right. And this is what I was saying at the beginning about the what if frequency. You get to choose. This life is about choices. That's why we're humans. We have free will as humans. Every choice we make, every decision we make aligns us with an alternate reality. There are an infinite, an infinite amount of potential potential realities available to us. And through your choices and through your decisions, you decide what reality you align with. This is one of the hardest steps in the path to overcoming resistance is to believe in something that hasn't made manifest yet. And the most important thing is to believe in ourselves before what we desire to manifest within our experience has been made manifest. So when you can switch your time and energy into the legend you, the part of you that is here to create massive transformation and impact and love in this reality, it is the same amount of time and energy that you would put into the absence and the not having of it. But which serves you more? Which focus serves you more in what you've come here to do in this lifetime? Can you feel the difference in the energy of the disempowered self when you focus only on your problems and what isn't going right. And then the energy of the empowered self when you focus on the solutions and what is going right and what could happen. Same amount of time and energy, 
different focus and different focus equals different results. Different results equals a different feeling state. Just taking a moment to let that drop in. I've got a lot of strong vibrations moving through my body. It feels very true. It feels very powerful. And you might feel that you want to re-listen to this episode so that you can really take in the layers of it and maybe something that you might have missed so you can really fully absorb that. I find that when we approach something, whether it's listening to a podcast, a YouTube video, whether it's attending a one-on-one private coaching session or a masterclass, whatever it might be, our ability to get the most from that is our ability to be very present with it. The more present you are with this podcast, I'm so fully 100% confident that the more you will get from it. So create space to be present in, in this energy transmission. <sighs> okay. I want to speak about the origin of desire. I've spoken about desire a lot throughout this. And the reason it's so closely related with resistance is because literally how the human experience works is that we experience something that we don't want, which gives rise for a desire for something that we do want. And then we align with that desire and then that becomes our reality. It's that fucking simple. When you just strip everything back, it's that fucking simple. And I love to make things really simple. So I break up desire into two different categories. The first one is the desire of lack. The second one is the desire of potential. Now, the desire of lack is an egoic-based consciousness. The desire of potential is a soul-based consciousness. So what I mean by this is, The desire of lack from ego consciousness is that need energy. It's the how energy. It's the, oh, I'm not experiencing much income coming in at the moment. So that gives rise to a desire for me to have more income. I need this income now. How is this income going to get to me? I need 5K to pay for my expenses. How is this going to happen? I need it now. I need it now. I need it now. That is egoic consciousness that is a lack that is desire through lack because you you're giving rise to a desire based off of the lack of you having that thing now like I always say it's not so much the thing that matters it's the energy behind it if you are going into a desire and you're trying to align with a desire which is actually being birthed from the frequency of lack then you are going to be in the frequency of lack which means you're still going to be an energetic match for the lack of that thing Because you're actually affirming, even though you're saying, right, this is what I desire. I want, you know, 5K to come to to me in the next three days. Even though that's your conscious desire, if it's coming from a place of lack, then your energy body is going, oh, but I have the lack of the 5K. There is no 5K. There's an absence of 5K. Where is the 5K? How am I going to get the 5K? Am I going to get the 5K? That is all through the desire of lack. It's the egoic consciousness. It's a very low vibrational place to be. Then you have the desire of potential. And this is based off of a soul consciousness. This is those desires that get feeded into our vortex. And we kind of feel this sensation and we're like, where did that come from? Right? We could be like, oh, I have a desire for this. I have a desire for this. It's more of that energy of desire for growth and expansion. It's a very expansive energy. Just take a moment to feel into the deliciousness of a desire of potential. When the universe has seeded a desire into your vortex and dropped it through for you to be like, oh, I want to create this in my business or I want to move to this location. I don't even know why, but I have such a strong desire and the desire feels good and it feels like it's the energy of potential. It's not the energy of lack. So I'm going to sustain this desire and I'm going to align with that reality. 
that is the desire of potential. So the desire of potential is always to move the universe, the collective consciousness towards expansion. The desire of lack is feeling that you're in the need of something and that you feel very unsupported by the universe and unsupported by your own power to co-create the life that you desire. Now, the reason that this is so important is because when you first desire something, I want your first point of call is to inquire what is the origin of this desire? Am I desiring this from lack frequency or am I desiring this from potential frequency? If it is in the lack frequency, you're just going to be stuck. You are, you are going to stay in the cycle of resistance and you're going to be like, why do I keep being in this position? How do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? And it's because you're stuck in that vibration of lack. So you're going to be in that cycle of lack. If you can, and it is possible, if you, if you have given rise to the desire, say, for example, of more money, because you feel that you have a lack of it, you can recognize that that desire is coming from need and lack energy and egoic consciousness. And you can choose to shift into the desire of potential and the soul consciousness. How you would do that is you would say, okay, I need 5K to pay my expenses off this month. Okay, all right. So that's given conscious desire that I need 5K. How can I tune into the, rather than the not having of that 5K right now, how can I tune into holding the energy without the evidence of how good it would feel to align with that 5K as fast as is possible for me? How can I get so excited about this 5K and how amazing it feels to pay my rent and my bills, which allows me to be safe, secure, warm, showered, fed, all of these beautiful things that keep me alive and thriving so that I could do all of these other things that I want to do. How can I get excited that this 5K is going to be really uh, nurturing my root center, my center of survival and safety? And oh, it feels so good to live in a beautiful home that is warm. And it feels so good to live in a home that I can energetically exchange this goddess frequency of money for something that keeps me safe and secure. It allows me to you know, play in other areas of my life. It allows me to have flow in other areas of my life. Oh, this feels so good. Feel the difference in the energy between the lack energy and the desire potential. Now to make this switch, you have to practice and you have to have courage because every time you still go into that doubt frequency of, oh, this feels so delicious, but what if it doesn't happen? Oh, this feels so delicious, but how is it going to happen? Oh, this feels so delicious, but when is this going to happen? The whens and the hows are an extension of doubt. The whens and the hows are an extension of doubt. If you find yourself continually asking, well, when, how, when, how, when, how, you need to fucking move out of that frequency because you're going to keep affirming to yourself that you doubt that you are supported by the universe in that way. You need to develop trust within yourself and trust within the universe. And that trust will be the basis of you moving into the desire of potential and the frequency of potential and the soul consciousness uh, frequency. Really, really important. Now, manifestation is not about high energy and it's not about low energy. It is about big energy. You do not have to be in a high vibration to attract big things. You do not have to be in a low vibration to attract big things. You have to be able to hold the energy of both. Why? Because we live in a reality of duality. This is one thing that has been present in my experience and also with my clients is that if you desire more money, you also have to be okay with the opposite, which is the loss of that money. If you have a fear against loss, 
If you have a fear against losing control, then you will struggle to attract an abundance of money. That's what I believe from my perspective. Because in order for you to have that big lot of money, the universe is like, okay, well, can you also hold the opposite? Can you hold the duality of it? You have to be okay holding both. You have to be okay with the big energy. If I want $50 million, am I okay with the loss of that $50 million? Does the idea of losing $50 million completely put me into so much overwhelm and nervous system stress response that I can't physically live and navigate life, right? $50 million was probably a very big example. I think most people would go into stress response if they lost $50 million. Maybe I should have used something else. Let me use a, a really kind of low example, 10K. Say you want to call in 10K for next week or next month. Can you vibrationally hold the potential of losing that 10K? If you can't, the universe will be like, oh, you're not ready. You can't hold the duality. So when we can actually train our nervous system to feel comfortable and to feel relaxed with whatever we desire to call in, and we rewire our nervous system to feel safe in the having or the being or the doing of that thing that we desire, we train our nervous system to feel safe. So we become a vibrational match and we must train our nervous system to feel safe in the having of it. And therefore the duality, the contrast of it, which will be the opposite of having it. It's like, I see this all the time with people in relationships. They desire this beautiful soulmate loving relationship, but they have a fear of abandonment. And abandonment is essentially the fear of loss. If you look at it from a primal pattern perspective. So if you have a fear of abandonment, your ego is going to say, whoa, but if I have all of this love, what if it's taken away from me? Oh, that does not feel safe. I'm going to predict because the, the purpose of the ego is to predict and protect. So if I know that having this amount of love means I could also lose it, I'm going to predict that that could happen. And so I'm not going to allow that to come into your vortex. As your ego, I'm going to be the guard on the door saying, uh-uh, unconditional love is not allowed. Because if I have an abundance of unconditional love, I'm worried about losing it. And so you have to stay outside of the door of my heart vortex. <laughs> if you're watching this on video, you'll see me doing some really funny hand movements. So can you see, like, can you see? It is my deep desire right now that I'm opening you up to a different awareness of resistance and of manifestation. So it's not that you have to be in a high energy to attract something. It's not that you have to be in a low energy to attract something. It's that you have to be in a big energy. You have to be able to hold all of it. Um, now people that do believe that you have to be in a high energy to attract what you want, essentially they are in the ultimate resistance <laughs> because you are rejecting the unconscious part of you that holds the fears and doubts about that very thing that you wish to manifest. So if you are like, oh, I'm just going to say all of these good, delicious affirmations, like I've got 10 K I've got 10 K 10 K feels good. 10 K feels good. 10 K feels good. And if you're like, fuck, I've just got to be in this high energy all the time so I can attract that 10K. But there's a part of you that's like, I don't feel worthy of 10K. And there's that part of your consciousness that is saying, mm -mm, I do not feel safe having that 10K. If you're not taking the time and putting your energy into pulling up that anchor, that voice that is like, I don't feel worthy of it, then no matter how good your energy is, no matter how much energy you're putting into being positively focused on this thing, you are rejecting a part of you that is saying, ah, uh ah, -uh, this does not feel good. And in that rejection, that is the ultimate resistance. Resistance is rejection. Re re 
resistance is separation. So separation, it's opposing forces. It's a separation of, of something, an idea, a belief, a desire, because it's not in union. These two parts of your consciousness are not in union. <clears throat> so one thing that's really important is to, in relation to this, is to be very aware of your emotional guidance system, to know that it's not, to attract what you want, it's not about having a high energy or a low energy. It's about holding the big energy, holding all of it, but using your emotional guidance system as a way to signal if your thoughts are a downstream thought or an upstream thought. So, you know, earlier I used the example of resistance with the oarsman. You're in a boat, you're in your stream of consciousness, your stream of abundance and well-being. There are two oarsmen paddling downstream, which is the ease, the effortlessness, the flow. And you've got two oarsmen paddling upstream, which is the resistance, the challenge, the hardship. So when you can feel and sense resistance or resistant thought to something, so you're like, okay, I desire 10K. The resistance is I don't feel worthy of the 10K. Then I want you to check in with yourself and ask, is this resistant thought an upstream thought or a downstream thought? The reason being that having 10K might actually feel like a downstream thought. You're like, oh, it feels so good to have 10K. It feels like that puts me in ease and effortlessness. So it feels like a downstream thought. It feels easy and magnetic. But then there also might be the opposing thought of, but how? Because am I worthy? How? I've never done it before. How? It's the unknown. So recognize every time that you have the desire for something, recognize, okay, is that a downstream or upstream thought? And then if there is a resistant thought there, ask, okay, is that an upstream thought? Is that what the resistance is? So you can use your emotions to navigate this because when you feel good about something, it signals to you that it is a downstream thought. There is less resistance. When you feel bad about something, it signals that there is an upstream thought that is resistance. Now, both can exist simultaneously. You can feel good about having a million dollars, but at the same time, you could be like, how is this going to happen? Which is an upstream thought. So, one really important thing that I use when it comes to the emotional guidance system and feeling good about something and not feeling good about something is I like to follow the trending thought. So sometimes if you are struggling to see yourself manifesting something, say it's a relationship, say if you're like, oh, so many people around me are manifesting these beautiful soulmate union relationships and they're having all of these babies and they're living in this beautiful home why is that not possible for me? The first thing I want you to know is that everything that you're seeing around you is for you. It's actually to show you, Emma, this is possible for you. Sally, this is possible for you. David, this is possible for you. That's why you're seeing this and witnessing this in your experiences, because there is actually a part of you that is in vibrational alignment with the having of that thing. So I'm not showing you all of these beautiful relationships to dishearten you or disempower you. I'm actually showing you these beautiful relationships to empower that this is possible for you, that this is an open door for this experience. So what you can do if you have something like that and you're seeing all of these people around you, these beautiful relationships, is you can jump on that trend. You can jump on the trend. You can say to them, oh, what's your favorite thing about this relationship? Oh, we're just so in love. We just snuggle every morning. It's my favorite thing. And you could be like, okay, I'm going to jump on that trending thought. The feeling of snuggling every morning the feeling of having this beautiful loving passionate relationship I'm going to jump on that trend because there are so many people that are anchored into that frequency of a soulmate loving union so you can jump on the trend of that thought and that feeling because you can see that it is possible because there is an open door because someone else has done it someone else has opened the door and they're inviting you 
to walk through the door. You just have to walk through it. That's the hardest thing. There are open doors everywhere. The hardest thing is to actually be like, I'm ready. I feel safe to hold this, to hold this love, knowing that I could lose it, to hold this money, knowing that I could lose it. I feel safe. So I'm going to walk through the door and I'm going to jump on that trending thought. You can also use this at a smaller scale within yourself. So if you feel that you might be struggling to tune into the um, energy of financial abundance, but maybe you have an abundance of love and connection in your life, you can jump on that thought of, oh, an abundance of love and connection comes so easily to me from my family, from my friends, from social media, from my clients, from my customers. Oh, it's so easy for me to feel an abundance of love. So I'm going to jump on that trending feeling. And that actually puts you in the vibration of abundance. So it will be easier for you to then think and feel about financial abundance because you're already in the trending thought of the abundance of love that is available to you so easy and effortlessly. One thing that I really want you to know is that we, this is one of Einstein's quotes, which I think is so powerful to remember. So lean in for this one. You cannot solve problems with the same level of thinking that created them. You cannot solve problems with the same level of thinking that created them. If you are experiencing so much resistance in an area of your life, and I keep using money and relationships because I find they're the most common. <coughs> Sorry, it's getting really thirsty. There's so much energy running through. So if you feel that you keep coming up against problems and problems and problems in your wealth, for example, you cannot solve those problems with the same level of thinking that created them. If you start to get more specific, if you feel that you have a lack of money and you're like, right, what can I do? Okay, well, I can do this little thing and I could do this little thing. And maybe I could create a new offer. Maybe I could do this. The likelihood is you're still going to be in that problem frequency. You're still going to be in the problem frequency. So getting more specific in the area of your life is actually just going to be adding more fuel to the, the fire of resistance. What you want to do is you want to shift from the problem frequency to the solution frequency. Sometimes if I'm really stuck with a decision or a choice and I'm struggling to see it objectively, what I do is I actually pretend that I already know the solution and I put myself in the frequency of the, the, the solution and I pretend that I'm a person that already knows the solution to this problem. And when I'm in that frequency, I allow my body to give me the answer of if it is a yes or if it is a no. And I trust that. So if you're experiencing resistance, your first point of call is to get back into alignment, is to get back into alignment so you can see the resistance from a perspective of least resistance. One thing that I really want to drill home for you right now is do not take action in the vibration of resistance. Write that in capital, level, capital letters across your journal page. Write it in capital letters across your head. Like just drill this in. Do not take action from a vibration of resistance. Because like I said earlier, it's not so much the thing you do or the thing you think or the thing you experience. It's more about the energy behind it. If you are taking action from that vibration of resistance, you are literally sustaining the, the vibration of resistance. You want to take aligned action, aligned action, aligned action. Aligned action comes from getting into alignment first and then taking action from that place. As an example, I went through this recently. As I said to you just before, I was experiencing a lot of resistance recently with this one particular thing in my life. And I was like, oh, I just can't get out of this cycle. What is going on? And then 
I opened, I opened to, and this is really important as well. You can write this down. I opened to the idea that it doesn't have to be how I think it needs to be. It doesn't have to be how I think it needs to be. I was so set in my ways unconsciously, I wasn't even conscious aware of this, that this particular area of my life had to be a certain way and had to fit into this certain structure because this is what I see other people doing or experiencing. And I'm like, okay, that's how it has to be. When I completely opened up to the fact that it doesn't have to be how I think it needs to be. And it can actually be something completely different to the path that I'm on because the path I'm on has taken me to a certain place in my life. And now it's okay to jump ship if that's what's in alignment. And it doesn't have to be, I don't have to carry on this same path or trajectory just because I think that's how it needs to be. And when I came to that realization, I gave myself one of the most beautiful things that you will ever experience in this lifetime. I gave myself the permission to feel free. I gave myself the permission that life doesn't have to be, or this particular thing doesn't have to be how I think it needed to be. And so when the releasing of that expectation I became open and available for so many other infinite possibilities and potentialities. And that felt like liberation. It was a beautiful moment. And since that moment that I decided this and I let myself go and I gave myself the gift of freedom and liberation from the confines I was currently living in, everything has started to shift for me. I felt such an alignment in my body. My nervous system is calm and centered my mind is free and free of chatter and free of trying to figure everything fucking out. It's free of problems. And since then, the clarity has come through, the inspiration has come through, the joy has come through, the exhilaration has come through, the desire of potential has come through. And it's so beautiful. And everything is lining up beautiful, beautifully. And I'm calling in more money and I'm calling in more abundance and I'm calling in more love and I'm calling in more opportunity. It's really amazing. And I said to myself, because I felt I was in this resistance at the beginning of the week, I said to myself, my first point of call, my only, my only objective right now is to get into alignment. And when I'm in an alignment, I will know what action to take. Because I'm out of alignment right now, nothing makes sense. Because I'm in stress response right now, nothing makes sense. And it will not serve me to make a decision or take action from this place of stress and resistance. So my point of call is to really see, okay, well, what resistance am I experiencing here? How is it holding me back? How can I let go of that or transmute it or change it in some way that opens me up to something new? And in doing that, I have come back into alignment and everything feels delicious again. And I'm back in my central body and my health feels good and everything feels good. And I'm taking action from this aligned place and there is no better feeling. So it's really important. Do not take action from a place of stress and resistance, get into alignment first. So now I want to dive into ego and resistance. Often we experience resistance in life because we are living in our ego's desires, which will come from survival of need and lack. And our soul knows that this is out of alignment. So what I mean by this is sometimes it's actually a beautiful segue from what I just said, that the example I just said is, the resistance I experienced this week is because my ego felt it needed to be a certain way and my soul knows that there was a different way available. My ego was like, it has to be this way. And my soul was like, no, it doesn't. My ego was saying, oh, it has to be like this because this is what so many other people are doing. And my soul says, you are different. You are unique. You have your own soul blueprint and it does not have to be how your ego thinks it needs to be, baby. 
So this is what I mean when I say that sometimes we experience resistance because it's actually our soul that's saying there is another option available. There is another path available. It doesn't have to be how you think it needs to be. But your ego is anchoring into, well, this is the only thing I can see in my evidential experience. So this is what I am going to keep pushing towards and pushing towards and pushing towards. And that is going to be you being in force rather than you being in your power. Force is that resistance. Force is, well, I'm going in this direction and there's something opposing back at me. Power is, I'm operating from my personal power. That is when you're in alignment with your essential self. That is when you're in alignment with your soul essence. That is when you are in alignment with your highest self. So your ego is driven by self-righteousness. Your ego always wants to be right because when it's right, it feels certain and certain equals safety. And the purpose of your ego is to keep you safe. That's why it predicts and protects you. So when you can actually open up to the idea of being wrong, when you can actually say, you know what, universe, I think I might be wrong about this. I think that maybe I don't have to keep following this path in my career or in my business. Or maybe I'm focusing on attracting a man or a woman who fits all of this criteria. And actually, I'm open to being completely wrong. And that the universe can send me what I desire, the feeling state I desire in whatever package is best for my alignment and for my highest good. Feel the difference in energy. So when you realize that you are open to being wrong and you declare that your life does not have to be how you thought it had to be, you open up to the flow of well-being and source consciousness that is always flowing to you and through you consistently. And it will align you with the people, places, and opportunities that serve your highest good and the good of all. It's really powerful. I see this a lot in alpha women. I see this a lot in people who have perfectionist tendencies is that there is always this desire to be right because being right served you in your previous life experience. Maybe your family rewarded you for being right. Maybe your family pushed you to do so well in exams and to always get the right answers that you feel that getting right equals you being a good person. Maybe there is a part of you that feels you always want to be right because if you feel that you're right, then you feel like you can't be challenged. You feel that when you're right, people can't dislike you. You feel that when you are right, you are in a place of power. And so you're consistently trying to be right. But if you always try and be right in life, you are not open to a different option. You're not open to a different path. You're not open to alternate perspectives, which could actually empower you and align you with exactly what it is that you desire. I find that people that really have this need to always be right are the people that struggle with resistance the most because they're not open and willing to receiving something in a different way than what they expect it to be. They're like, it has to be this way. I have to be right about this. And also, if you have such a strong desire to be right because of what that feeling of righteousness gives you, then you will be anchored into to being right about your beliefs about yourself. Using the example earlier, if you believe deep down unconsciously that you are unlovable and you're obsessed with being right, you are consistently going to be anchored into the evidence of, see, I'm right. I must be unlovable because this person treats me bad and this person was disloyal to me. And this person just doesn't treat me very well. They don't respect me. They don't appreciate me. See, I told you, I'm right. I'm unlovable. And all men are dicks. All men treat me not well. All women are awful people. <laughs> you have all of these thoughts that run through your mind because you're so anchored in with being right. When you can let go and be like, you know what, universe, fuck it. I'm okay with being wrong so that I can be open 
and willing to receive that which is in my highest alignment. Let's go. I am ready. It's a very empowering frequency. I find that a lot of us have forgotten our soul essence. We've forgotten our soul purpose. We are not in alignment with our soul blueprint and what we've actually come here to experience in this lifetime. And because we've forgotten this connection, we're disconnected from our intuition. We're so immersed in the goals and the vision of success that other people hold in this society that we've lost sight of what we actually want and what we actually desire. We've blended into other people's ideas of success. And so we have to ask ourselves, am I experiencing resistance because this actually isn't meant for me? This is meant for Bob. This is meant for Sally. This is meant for Dave. This is meant for Sasha. This is not meant for me. And so how can I separate myself from their vision of success and what they desire to experience in this world? And I can actually become so disconnected from that, that I tap into my own power, my own intuition, my own essential self and allow that to guide me. It's a very powerful place to be. Okay, I'm just going to take another sip of water and then I'm just going to dive into the last section of this masterclass. Okay. So the last section I want to talk about is the path of least resistance. There will be areas of your life that feel more resistant and there'll be areas of your life that feel least resistant. So for example, you might have grown up in a family of so much love and unconditional loving presence and compassion and support and so maybe relationships and love and connection comes very easy to you. You might have. And so that being said, maybe wealth is something that you didn't experience as a child. And so wealth has more resistance for you. You don't know how to become wealthy. You don't know how to generate wealth. You don't know how to receive wealth. And so that will feel like a path of more resistance. Maybe you grew up in a family of wealth. And so for you, wealth creation and direct, uh, generation actually comes very easily for you because it's natural for you your nervous system feels safe to be around a lot of money so naturally you're that's going to be the path of least resistance but maybe the family you grew up in didn't show you unconditional love maybe your love was on a reward basis then maybe there was punishment maybe your love was only given at certain times it wasn't a constant so maybe calling in the love and relationship and intimacy that you desire is actually really hard for you. And that's the path of most resistance. So whatever area of your life you feel the most resistance in is because there are more roadblocks in that path, which is the path of resistance because of your early experience of that thing. So like I mentioned just before, a really beautiful way to tap into the energy of something through the path of least resistance is to tap into the frequency of that thing and then look at what you desire from a different perspective. So if you desire to call in more money, but it's hard for you to tap into the frequency of abundance when you think about money, because money doesn't come easy to you because it didn't come easy to you as a child, what does come easy to you? Is it love? Is it compassion? Is it health? Is it energy? Is it vitality? Is it joy? Like what comes easy to you? And use that as your access point to access that frequency of abundance or joy or love and then apply it to that thing that feels like it's more resistant to you so that's a really good exercise you can do to really tap into the path of least resistance to really get rid of these roadblocks that are in the path of most resistance so to overcome resistance we must firstly miss uh, sorry disidentify from the parts of us that are in resistance so we must be able to go general like i said to you before when we are in the problem frequency, getting more specific about how to solve that problem will not solve that problem. If we zoom out and go very general, 
And we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe I'm trying to look at the problem from a narrow minded perspective. Maybe I'm trying to solve this problem from a frequency of the problem itself. And so what I need to do is just completely go general, completely go general, look at my life in all of the different ways from a very zoomed out perspective and also open up to the universe sending me the solution in a way that maybe I haven't anticipated yet. Maybe the universe could send me the solution in a way that is least expected, but I am open to that because I'm open to whatever is in most alignment to me and my highest good and therefore the highest good of all. Okay, let me just look through my notes, see if there's anything else here. Um, yeah, so to, to really deal with resistance and to overcome it is we have to become aware, sorry, we have to become aware of the truth of the parts of us that are in opposition with each other. So when you can identify, okay, there's a part of me that is going downstream, there's a part of me that's going upstream, let me look at the truth of this situation without emotion, simply from a place of objectivity. How can I witness that maybe that part of me that is resisting me going in this direction that I desire is actually because it's keeping me safe from something. Maybe I fear actually having this desire. And so maybe this resistance is actually trying to keep me safe from this. So how can I start to feel safe in the having of this thing? And how can I appreciate this resistance for showing up because it's actually just trying to keep me safe. There is always a reason for resistance. There is always a reason for resistance. It is there for a reason. It is there to serve you in some way, shape or form, even though it may not feel like it. So the most important thing you can do when you feel resistance is to not resist the resistance. Welcome it. Understand that it is there for a reason, that it is there actually for your highest good, for your safety, your ego is trying to protect you from something. And so how can you relax into the knowing that all you need to do is look at the resistance for what it is to enter a vibration of least resistance. And I'm going to give you some journal prompts that you can meditate on and journal around to help you do this so that I am not resisting the resistance and I'm not expecting it to be a different way. I'm not expecting it to um, appear differently. And I'm actually just accepting it for what it is. And I'm having the courage to remove the anchor and therefore enter the flow of least resistance, enter the, the flow of the downstream movement. Okay, so I'm going to share with you, just to close up this session, I'm going to share with you some questions that I want you to journal on, I want you to meditate on, and I want you to really focus in on with whatever area of your life you feel that you're experiencing the most resistance in. So when you're experiencing resistance, <coughs> just going to take another sip, one second. Okay. The first question, when you are experiencing resistance, ask yourself, what is a least resistant thought in this moment? What is a least resistant thought in this moment? So an example I used at the beginning was if you're stuck in there, well, how is this going to happen? A least resistant thought would be, but what if it could happen? What if the what if thought is such a beautiful bridge between yeah, this is happening. This feels good. This has already happened in the ether. This has already happened in my vortex. And I'm so excited that this is coming into my physical reality. The what if is a bridge between that. If you really struggle to believe that this is going to be your experience, you can just open yourself to a least, to a lesser resistant thought by saying, what if, what if this is possible? What if this is meant for me? What if it is happening right now? What if there is someone there for me? What if this relationship exists? What if this money is available to me? What if? What if I'm the one to make this happen? The next question for journaling and meditation is, what is a higher serving perspective in this moment? It's pretty similar to the question I just did, but sometimes I like to frame it this way. What is a higher serving perspective in this moment? 
in this moment that I feel so alone, what is a higher serving perspective? Maybe it's the fact that I'm actually not alone, that there are people I could reach out to. And actually my resistance is in the fear of reaching out and letting that support in or letting people see me broken, letting people see me vulnerable, letting people see me weak. So maybe the higher serving, higher serving perspective is I'm actually not alone. My perception is I'm alone, but I'm not. There are people that are there that I can talk to, that love me, that support me. Okay, the next question. What fear do I have about letting go of this resistance? A question I love to ask is in the absence of this fear or in the absence of this resistance, what becomes available to me? And sometimes that feeling of what is available to us is actually really scary. And so we're actually like, okay, it's safer to be in the resistance because in the absence of the resistance, I become extremely wealthy and that doesn't feel safe. Or in the absence of this resistance, I'm in a beautiful, loving relationship and it's intimate and people seeing me that that intimate doesn't feel safe. So I'm going to stay in this resistance because it feels safer. What fear do I have about letting go of this resistance? The next question is, what fear do I have about being wrong? What fear do I have about being wrong? What does it mean about me if I'm wrong about something? And how can I release my need to always be right? The next question, if what I truly desire wasn't bad or wrong, what would I want to be, do, or have? This is really a way for us to tap into the truth of who we are, our essence, our soul blueprint, our true desires, by asking ourselves the question, if what I truly desire wasn't bad or wrong, what would I want to be, do, or have? Often we feel that having exponential wealth or global impact or recognition or love is actually wrong or bad because of our early childhood experiences. And that's why we hold ourselves back by staying in the resistance because we feel that if we actually were that thing, we were doing that thing or we had that thing, that we were made to be a bad or wrong person. So explore really deeply with that question. The next question is, what is the part of you that is in resistance to what you truly desire? Get comfortable with the resistance. Get comfortable looking at the parts of yourself that you don't want to look at, that you've rejected. How is this part of you keeping you safe? Where did you learn to be this part of you? How do you give yourself or how can you give yourself permission to outgrow this part of you so that you can expand into your destiny? Okay, beautiful people for joining me in this space. Again, I want to thank you for being part of the Uncaged membership to experience the energy of this transmission in this masterclass format. If you are here, I know that you are really invested in your growth and in your expansion because there is a financial exchange for this episode. So that says to me that you are you are committed. You are committed to your growth. You are committed to bringing resolution to anything that has not been resolved yet so that you can expand, so that you can exhale into your greatness, so that you can activate your personal power and all of that delicious stuff. So I really want to celebrate you and honor you for showing up here today in this space with this commitment. And I just want to leave you with the quote that I said before, which is, it doesn't have to be how you think it needs to be. Let that sink in. Let that see what that might bring up for you in the different areas of your life. And I'm always open to feedback. I'd love to hear how this episode dropped in for you. So if you want to message me, DM me on Instagram at Emma I would love it if you could rate this episode down below. If you're on Apple, you could leave a comment on this episode. So I know that this really landed for you and what bits specifically really uh, dropped in for you and, and, and made a change in your consciousness. 
other than that, I just want to thank you so much for being here. And I'm excited for the next Uncaged Masterclass. I will see you then. Lots of love. Mwah.